Hello and welcome to Teenagers Untangled, the award-winning audio hub for parents going through the teenage years. I'm Rachel Richards, parenting coach, mother of two teenagers and two bonus daughters. I'm Susie Asley, mindfulness coach, mindful therapist, mother of three teenagers, two of them are twins. Susie, have you heard the term bamboccioni? Uh, no. Ah, <laughs> it's the Italian word for big babies or men who still live in the family home a long time past the average oh. age that society deems normal. Mm-hmm. We heard about them recently. There was a 74-year-old woman from Italy who went to court to evict her 42 and 40-year-old sons from home. And apparently they both have jobs, but they do nothing to contribute financially to household expenses or help with the chores. Wow, there is so wow. much in that story, There's isn't so there? so much in that went story. Went to court for her own yes. kids to evict yes. them. Wow. And the, the judge agreed that there was a maintenance obligation, that yeah. the mother had a maintenance, which is a very real thing in Italy. It's a really interesting concept that they have there. Wow. Uh, you're expected to care for your offspring as long as they need it. But the judge found that it no longer appears justifiable, given oh the God. duo are over 40. I mean, all I'm thinking of is what kind of communication does that family have? How, I, and who would want ooh, to live in that house ooh, afterwards anyway? <laughs> oh, the mind boggles, doesn't wow. it? Wow. Yes. So, so I, that's one extreme. Yes. And I think that's one of those stories that makes parents panic and they think, oh, yes. I, don't, I don't want that. But that's extreme. Yes. Uh, anyway. I would say so in very many ways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, one of our listeners had, before this came out, had asked us to talk about charging your teen rent. I don't know what age her teen is, but, you know, like, what should we be doing? Should we be charging rent? Why, when, all that sort of stuff. So I thought that's a really, really good topic. Even if you've got younger teens, it's worth sort of looking ahead and thinking, how does this work? Anyway, let's have a quick look at nuggets before we move on. Susie, do you have anything for us? Yeah, I do. Mine's a bit, I don't know. I don't want it to sound mushy and smug, but... (laughs) <laughs> it's just we love mushrooms. Oh, smoke. okay, good then. I'll the go world's not got enough nice <laughs> stories. Well, my eldest is at university. He's just started this term and came back for a few days this week, um, and it was just so lovely. I dropped him back um, last night, and he's not very far away, so it was really easy. And it was just a really lovely few days, and it made um, it just loads of things landed. You know. Um, from parenting them on my own for years they're just they just all really respect and love each other and and we just had such a lovely few days um and wow. they really miss each other and and yeah and muck about and just really beautiful and they said some re- and he has said some really lovely things to all of us actually um just really appreciates us um and it just it just felt really lovely. And that's what we're all hoping for. Yeah. That's and what also we're all trying to grow. Yeah. And also on, you know, from a mindfulness perspective as well, you know, it's a moment, you know, I'm not going to try and cling on to that one either. It's a moment and tomorrow something might happen where it's different. But in that moment, I can tell you, I savoured it. Oh, <laughs> and it, that's important. Like you said, it's important to stop for those moments yeah. and just really enjoy it. Yeah. Now, coming back to the issue of whether our older teens should pay rent. <laughs> I did a straw poll on Instagram and everyone said yes. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, but only if they're not in education. Okay. Yes. Okay. Which is interesting because, of course, we didn't talk about, well, what if they're doing an apprenticeship? Because that's becoming more common nowadays. Yeah. So you're in apprenticeship, you're getting paid money, you're learning, but you're working. So there yeah, things like that. you don't normally get paid masses for you that, You don't get do paid you? masses, no. no. So, I mean, it's just, you know, it's... Yeah. It's just an interesting uh, addendum. And I have got the impression that in America, a lot of parents think that when a kid turns 18, they should start paying rent. Okay. I've seen a lot about that. 
Um, which is interesting because yeah. with the science, more recent science has moved on and we know that 18 is not the watershed for no. being an adult, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, we know that up to 25, they're still, well, we, all our lives we're, we're developing, but there's yeah. particularly that yeah. big growth period. Brain development, yes. yeah. And I thought it would be interesting to delve into like, what? how did we get here, this concept of teenagers and, and them being in the home and then when do they become adults? Mm. And I'm curious, do you know when the term teenager emerged? I don't. Mm-hmm. It only became common in the late 40s and 50s. Mm. And that was when UK schooling was made compulsory to the age of 15. And in the US, high school graduation rates grew from less than 10% at the start of the century to around 60% by the mid-1950s. And at the same time, the sense that young people had a duty to serve their parents weakened. And there was a writer for New York, for The New Yorker, who noted in 1958, to some extent, the teenage market, and in fact, the very notion of the teenager has been created by businessmen Mm -hmm. who exploit it. So it was a new market. It was a way that, you know, you sort of these people who were emerging as um, another category that you could sell to. Oh, interesting. And what is interesting in particular is that things have changed more recently, which is marked by, for example, when we did the Teenage Delinquency podcast. And I discovered that in the last 20 years, there's been a significant shift in the markers for kids turning into adults or, or de, you know, sort of pushing the boundaries. Yeah. So 17 and 18 year olds in US and Europe are now much more less likely to have tried alcohol, had sex, learned to drive a license, yeah. got pregnant than teens 20 years ago. Mm. Things have really shifted. Yeah, it's amazing. Mm. And there was a very interesting book by Linda Grattan and Andrew Scott at the London Business School who've proposed, well, it's, it's called The 100 Year Life. Because this is another thing that's happening, which is we're living longer. Mm. Uh, and that's shifting the demographic to much older population, yeah. which is one thing. But also they they argue that the three-stage life, so you go to school, you work, and then you retire, mm. it's, it's, it, it's irrelevant. Oh, so it's not going to continue yeah. because, because of this length of our lives. Yeah. And actually, they're saying it's ludicrous that we think that late teens and kids in their 20s should have some kind of grasp of what they're going to do for all of that time. Yeah, they're going to change massively. Yes. Totally different now. Yes. And they they say we should sort of be exploring and, mm. and which is actually what my teen bonus daughter is doing. Mm. She's sort of got to 25, actually she's 26, and she has a really good job. She's given it up because mm-hmm. she said, that feels like the job I should be doing when I'm 40. Oh, right. And she's going traveling. Amazing. And she's got an idea for another, for a business that she'd mm. like to try out. Mm. And I said, you know, this, how great, because you've Amazing. saved some money. Yeah. Right? But they're, they're all going to be having different, I think they term it, don't they? They're going to have different careers, yes. not just different jobs, but they're going to have different careers. So there's no, there's not the same structure around it at yes. all anymore. Yes. And I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. What's the word for someone who is not a child, but they're not yet a teenager? As a tween. Yes. What's the word for someone who's 18, but they're not yet a working adult? We don't have one. Uh, lay about. <laughs> <laughs> they might be working really hard oh, yeah, at no, university. I'm no, we don't have. So in, in ancient Greece, a young Athenian was called an ephebe 
And that was an 18 to 19 year old training to be a full citizen. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was a German word called a backfish, which was literally a baked fish. And this was popped up in coming of age novels. And it was an adventurous girl who had an adult's independence paired with a child's reckless approach to risk. Wow, where did that come from? Baked fish. Yeah, it's it's great, isn't it? It's classic, (laughs) classic German. Um, But we we don't, don't, don't isn't that interesting? And Mm -hmm. I thought actually it would be maybe because we're not really... They're sort of in I no think man's you should land. Invent one, Rachel. I think I should. I think you should. I think. What I, would it I, be? I, well, I, I mentioned a couple, <laughs> and my daughters just rolled their eyes and said, "Months just ridiculous." So I won't oh. even bring them out. But, oh, but yeah, we'll have to. Look, I tell you what. Why don't our listeners, if any of you can come up yes. with a good word for it, we need a word we for do. this yeah. because it's yeah, you know. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, I guess the question is, you know, when do we start treating them like where where does this adult thing happen, and how mm. does when? This is why I'm interested in yeah. this because the rent comes. It's not about it. the money, is it? It's, it's about, about responsibility yes. and your sort of attitude to life in general. There are some other transformations that have been happening. Cost of living mm-hmm. in America. The nuclear family has been undergoing a quiet transformation. So according to Pew Research, the number of kids living in multi-generational households is as high now as it was around 1950. Wow. And that's a historical peak of multi-generational co-residence. And it's more than double what they were in 1980s, which was the historic low of around 5% of kids. Mm. Interesting in these households. Yeah. Really interesting. With all the pluses and minuses that bring. Yes, exactly. And wealth imbalances between older generations and today's young people have only strengthened that trend. Mm. And in the UK, around 3.5 million single young adults now live with their parents, Mm -hmm. which is a third more than a decade ago. Mm. That's really high. We've got a boomerang phenomenon here. Young adults go out and then they're back again Mm. because they can't afford their own property. Right. It's actually a part of it's been the pandemic impact. Lending Tree showed that 32 percent of millennials and uh, and Gen Zers moved back with their parents during the pandemic. Mm. A lot of them haven't moved out. And it's house prices soared. Yes. And wages didn't match up. They just can't afford it. Yeah. So, you know, paying off student debt, trying to get a deposit, Mm. all this stuff. So we so what's happened is mentally we're still back where we were 20 years ago mm. but I think things have really shifted mm. and it, this needs to be considered if we're talking about this yeah absolutely also in Asia oh, you've done so much research Rachel I, I just you know <laughs> it's amazing I can't help myself I get, and the problem is I, I curse myself because I spend ages trying to whittle it down because yeah. no, it's good. It's <laughs> hopefully it's interesting I yeah. find it interesting in Asia most Asian societies feel that moving out is something that's disrespectful to your parents. I saw one anecdote where this guy who was 28 was saying, you know, I, I want to move out. But uh, it took him months before he was prepared to broach it with his parents Gosh. because he felt like they would they would be very upset yeah, by it. It's very different culturally. Very it? different. So and in Singapore, an estimated 97% of unmarried individuals up to 34 lived with their parents mm-hmm. in 2013. In a recent survey 20, in 2021, seven in 10 respondents in that age group were considering moving out. Right. in Singapore. So, wow. Yeah, that's a big shift, isn't it's it? It's a big that's shift. And this is in spite of the fact that in Hong Kong and Taiwan, they have some of the highest rent prices in the world. Mm. Massive, massive, Gosh. completely different, like t- two times more than homes in New York and London, yeah. which are very expensive. Yeah, but a desire to, to move out is definitely there. Yeah, and some of the anecdotes where living with your parents can feel like everything is on autopilot, you're not fully taking tro- control of your space or your diet, and you just eat what's on the table, mm. right? And actually, the LGBT community is a big issue there because there's a lot of um, prejudice against them. Mm. So people living at home can't live that life. Yeah, a lot of them is... find it very oppressive. Awful, yeah. So that's one of the things. Yeah. 
um, just a little one. When I was at university, my friend had an Italian boyfriend who was older than her. And I remember him wanting to buy her a bracelet and he had to have a family meeting to ask the family if it was all right for him to buy this bracelet for her mm. because the way their family finances were set up was that even though he was working, mm -hmm. all his money went into the family account. Oh, wow. Gosh. <laughs> very different way very of being, isn't so it's it? It's really interesting. So yeah. the, the, the reason I'm, I'm just trying to put it into context yeah. because we've got listeners all over the world yeah. and this is going to mean different things yeah. to different people. You can't just say this is what you should do, right? No, and money's never just about money. No. So... Anyway, we're living in an era where more people are staying at home, they're staying at home longer, all that stuff. So let's go back to this. Should we charge rent? Mm. <laughs> Not all experts agree. No, it depends on so much, doesn't it? Yeah. So much. I mean, I'm quite surprised that in your, your straw poll that everyone said yes. I'm quite surprised by that. Mm -hmm. um, I would be a no. Interesting. Um, Interesting. But I would make it because it's about responsibility, I think, isn't it? And it massively depends on the family finances. So massively. If, if I think you that's have critical. You know, family finances where, where you need that extra income, then yes, of course they should contribute and there'd be a discussion about that and that would only be fair. But if if they're, you know, going in and out a bit and it's it's more of a I think sometimes it can feel a little bit like a gesture, like that you want them to take responsibility. And if they're still teenagers, that means 18 or 19, which is still pretty young. In the 20s, I would have a different opinion, I think. But as we're doing teenagers, um, I think it's if it's about responsibility, I think... Um, I think you can take responsibility and show responsibility in many ways that aren't necessarily contributing with finances. Mm -hmm. You can do, you know, more chores, you can do, you can help out, you can do things and that might cost you money to do some of the things, you know, you might say, can you go shopping? And of course that's contributing to the family finances. That's a bad example, but you can do, do lots of things that uh, you're, you're taking responsibility for being in the family at a different stage of your life. Mm -hmm. I think I would start with that yes so the question is is so it's not all about money no it's about it's about taking responsibility yes. and, and showing the distinction that now you are not a you're not going to school anymore you're not in education you are working and with that and you want to stay at home with that comes a, a, a more adult or a more mature responsibility mm -hmm. status I mean, some experts say it's actually detrimental to the teenage psyche they uh we tell our children that they're loved and that they're part of a family no matter what you had a home and a family but now you're 18 or whatever you suddenly you have to contribute to the mm. household um i don't agree with that though no. i i think that we are i think it's more that you're part of a household and it's kind of contributing in the way that you can mm. um I don't see that as being damaging to the teenage psyche if you actually say, well, you're making some money, no, go and buy some loo no, roll. But no, something. no, that's why it's so yes. context-based. Yes, it's, it's very context individual-based. Absolutely. I think what I would do actually, thinking about it, is I would encourage my teen to, to save and say, look, I'm not going to charge mm -hmm. you rent. But can you? But why don't you put a little bit aside that, that maybe I could ask for, but I'm not going to put it aside or give it to me if you want me to look after it. Um, and then you can put that towards whatever you want to, you know, whatever your next stage is. Um, I think that would be a more sensible way That's of doing it. That's absolutely um, one of the most interesting things that I saw people talking about mm. where they said that they're very upset about the society 
idea that if you're living at home in your parents' basement or whatever, mm. then you're just a loser because mm. actually it could be economically the most sensible yeah, thing to do absolutely. because you can set aside money for your studies or paying off your debts or, you know, getting yourself a car absolutely. or all these things and it could that that guy living at home at 25 or 28 saving for his yeah. future could set himself up in a way that's so much more sensible yeah. it could be the smartest thing he's doing exactly not, not not being a flunk here and with the prices as they are now mm. um it, that makes total sense it makes total sense and here's a fun one careful what you start so let's mm. say you say right we're, i'm going to charge you rent what what will you do if they don't pay it right because you, <laughs> you right you're going to need some consequences so you know are you going to take their tv away are you going to well, yeah. how are you going to manage yeah. this so you need to have a really <laughs> oh god and and also if you say i'm going to take money from you for living in the house you now have elevated their status because they're now contributing to the house mm. so they may well expect things in return like fewer rules um be able to go and do things that you may not like mm. uh again what you're doing is you're creating a different relationship which isn't about trust and love and it's about it's a much more sort of mm, structured relationship yeah. and it doesn't mean there's no trust or love in it but it just means that you've now actually codified something yes. you need to have, to have it's conversation changing, around it's changing it, yeah. it, right might, it's really interesting they might start drawing on their walls and or something. I, yeah exactly I've, <laughs> I've, I've got a great story so this 18 year old young man posted on the internet that he was upset when his stepdad initially told him he needed to start paying a fair rent at 18 and he, he told him ahead of time he mm. said you know you're going to turn 18 i expect you to start paying mm. rent well it turns out that the stepdad didn't realise the house had actually been given to the boy in his dad's will because his mum and dad weren't married when his mm -hmm. dad died when he was six. And that mean that he meant that when he realised that, he turned the tables on his stepdad and said, right, when I turn 18, you can start paying me rent. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> and the stepdad has accused him of being unfair and heartless, claiming yeah. that he suggested the teen should do it so he can prepare himself for adult mm. life. And the teen's retort is... Well, if I need to pay rent to learn to be an adult, then what does that make him living here rent free? <laughs> oh, dear. I think their communication needs working on. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Isn't it? So funny. Anyway, so my point is, yeah, think about it before. You <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So yeah. before you make a decision about this, review your reasons. Yeah. What do you expect to gain from it? What are you hoping your child will gain or lose from mm. it? And, and maybe why are they living at home? Like start there. Why yes. are you living at home? Yes. Is it to save money? Well, then taking all their income is a bit of a, a strange thing to do, isn't it? Mm. I mean, I'm not going to judge anyone for doing that. But um, why are they living at home? That's a, uh, that would be my most obvious Absolutely. starting point. Um, Absolutely. And and so, for example, things that might make you tr trigger you to think, okay, I'm going to start charging rent. If you've got a 16 year old who drops out of high school and says, and he's got a job, mm. or a 17 year old who quits school and says he'd rather, you know, do something else, you know, any of these things, or 18 year old who wants to live at home after he's graduated from high school, um, isn't actually looking for a job or anything you know mm. you can this is a, it would be a nudge yeah. a way of saying okay if you're going to not be studying and yeah. growing then yeah. you know that that's what the corollary is this is yeah. how this works yeah. that's um, one option you could use isn't it? there's option. lots of other things you yes. could do to have that conversation but i'm just saying that might trigger you start yes. to start thinking about yeah. it not necessarily like, right, they're 18 they've yeah. got to start paying yeah because you want them to take responsibility for their lives but maybe maybe there's lots of ways of doing that yeah absolutely 
issues with not charging rent that I saw were um, they'll miss out on valuable budgeting skills, life skills. Mm-hmm. Now yes. that that could be that could be not just rent. That could be okay. You have to buy the X Y Z mm. and um, lack of emotional growth. You know they they may face it may have to face their fears. They're not stepping outside their emotional zone if they're not having to face up to some of the things yeah. that are demanded yeah. of a fully grown adult. Yeah. Um, That's a really valid point, I think. Yeah, and 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 that would then give them increased dependency on you, yeah. and they may fear uh, living on their own and doubt their ability. Yes, because a lot of that kind of stuff is uncomfortable, and you have to do it a couple of times, don't you? And then you, oh, it's just that. It's fine. No, it's fine. But yes. the the getting over the hurdle can be tricky. Yes, and you know you could be stripping them of their ambition. One of my bonus daughters, I was talking to her about it and she said, out of all my friends, and she has a lot of them, she said, the ones who hit no bumps in the road, who had parents who really looked after them, were really loving and kind, um, but they never really had to fight for anything. She said, they're the ones who are most unhappy Mm, because they don't really understand how incredibly lucky they are and Mm. They they just haven't grown in the way that no. my other friends who've had to really battle yeah, have. Yeah, there's so much truth in that. There's battling with with difficulty. It, it well, it gives you resilience, doesn't yeah, it? Or failing, it you know, doing doing badly and then in something is it's really good to learn mm-hmm. from. Absolutely. Yeah. So how much? How much? Let's say we're going to do this. So you'll have to, I don't know, look at the local rental advertisements and see what percentage of that you think would be reasonable. If you're actually going to agree it with them, why not take them with you and say, what do you think? You don't necessarily have to take the money yourself. Like you said, you can put it into mm. a fund. You can, you could, you could actually help them invest it. Mm. Um, and, and how much do they earn? I mean, that's how much absolutely what critical, percentage isn't it? Like of what their kind earnings? of a job? If they've yes. just got like a little job, then that. Absolutely has to play a role in that. Yes, and you don't want to, you know. We I talked about this with my daughters, and they were looking at me aghast, like, "Are you going to pay? You're going to make us pay rent?" And I said, and they were thinking that if they got a a sort of part time job, Mm. then I'd be taking the Mm. money from them. And I said, "Good God, no! I'm not. I'm not in the business of trying to penalise you for Mm. going out and working. That's is the opposite. I'd like you to do that. So that's, um, and I I think again, it comes back to. How much? I think. I think for some parents, it's it's either you know you really need the money, and if you need the money, this is absolutely understandable. And and and, but what you don't want to do is hand over the fear to a teenager who's not ready for it yet, Mm. because there's a big there's a big gulf there. There's a big. I remember being very fearful because we had no money, and I felt all the time like I just wouldn't sleep at night because I'd be so worried about just having money to do anything yeah or that they then can't move out because they have to pay mom and dad's bills and what will they do if they move out absolutely Um, so there's a you know good parenting is about trying to protect them from some of that because the harsh reality often they're not really ready for it and and you you just end up with them with very high levels of cortisol and and it it stayed with me my whole 20s Mm. I was always fearful Mm. very very scared of not having money which made me which made me work really hard but not in a good way no that makes a lot of sense so the Joseph Roundtree Foundation and Loughborough University, which I mentioned before, actually calculated that young adults should be paying at least £100 a month to live at home with their parents, which equates to about 120 in the US around that. And they said that food was the biggest additional cost. Mm. So, um, you know, maybe contributing to that. Yeah. This is, this is you know, in their 20s. Yeah. Um, a couple in Texas shared on TikTok that they'd been charging their teenage daughter monthly rent 
uh, because she'd graduated high school and decided not to go to college. They said it's $200 for rent mm. and that they were charging her to prepare her for adulthood. Um, the teenager stayed with her parents for several months before moving out. <laughs> the thing is, once you pitch it so high, they're yeah. just going to move. And maybe yeah. that's what you want. I don't know. But it yeah. doesn't make it very nice, does it? No, it's a funny way of doing it. Whether you do or you don't, it's shifting that emotional relationship mm. with your teenagers into ones where they're now starting to be much more responsible yeah and we have to kind of adapt totally I totally agree with that and I think a lot of us get that wrong I think maybe in um I don't know maybe the previous generations <laughs> where you know you you well we we recognize it ourselves don't we and see it in friends if, if we don't have parents anymore ourselves you know you go back home and you regress to being you know 15 yes. and you get treated like it because mm. nobody's really moved on <laughs> yeah and I think you have to be really conscious about it and I'm practicing that at the moment actually because my son he's only just left but he's 18 and he's just it, this was the first visit back and I was really conscious about you know how is this going to be he was delighted to be home it was really fun it was really lovely there were no problems but I at the back of my mind the whole time I was thinking it's it's shifted there's a shift now and I have to I have to be really conscious of that so that he feels that he can be himself at home but but because being himself has changed he's not a school boy anymore he's not you know even after his A-levels he was at home but He's, he's not a schoolboy. Normally, his every day, he decides exactly what he does when he, you know, when he wants to do all of it. And he's at university, so there's structure in it. But but I remember being like that. So I don't want him coming home and then having to change or, mm. or have to, you know, be put back into a box somehow mm. or, or not feel that he can be. So what do you is. think we can do to be, you said you're conscious of that, which yeah. is amazing. Because yeah. um, I've seen particularly with men power struggles where you know i'm i'm making the money i'm yeah. you know this is my house and yeah. and but this is also sometimes mothers and these are my rules mm. and how do we make that transition treat him as an adult mm. like um you're having dinner with us tonight just little tiny tiny yeah. things we're only here for a few days it's really new yes. and he's not working in you know a big job somewhere and coming home um but it would be the same thing i would do it's just it's the little things it's treating with respect i am no longer i i, I have a different role with him now i'm not sure i'm explaining it very clearly but it, no, there's are. a there's a shift where it's a respect it's a respect thing yes it's inviting do you want to do this no yes. okay and being completely cool about it if you don't it's an interesting one because I had one of my bonus daughters living with us for a while when she graduated and she was looking for work. And I loved seeing her. Mm. I really loved seeing her. I panicked a bit when she first was kind of lying around for two mm. weeks in her bikini. Yeah. Because think it's, and I was saying to her, right, you, you've got to start looking yeah. for work. You've got to look for jobs. And so I was on her back. Mm. But what was really interesting was when she'd started work and she's amazing. She's really, worked, she, she's just brilliant. Mm. But when she started work, she was still living here and she was going out, working and coming home super late. So, but we never knew, we weren't communicating well. So I wasn't, yeah. I didn't know, are we supposed to cook for her? Mm. So I'd make some food just in case. And then, and then she'd turn up at just before bedtime, mm. say hi, and then go to bed mm. and then get up the next day. And I found that quite challenging yeah. because she was just treating it like a dot house. Mm. And I, that was my fault, I think, when I look back, because I and I knew that I knew I wasn't doing it right, but I wasn't sure how I was doing yeah. it wrong. And I, on reflection, I think what I needed to do was 
have a conversation. Yeah. Have exactly a conversation that. about how what the expectations yeah. are and how do we do this together yeah. so it's lovely. Yeah. Rather than torturous. Yeah. Yeah. And just you know, be really upfront about it. Like, oh, yeah. I'm cooking dinner tonight. Are you here? You don't know yet. Fine, just take a semi-text when you know I'll make enough and you know, mm. just be. I, I'm tr- just trying to be easy with it. Mm. You know, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. It's but it not can feel very challenging when you're in a house and someone is coming and going whenever yeah. they they're not contributing in any way. Because I never would have asked for anything. Yeah. But when they're not contributing, yeah. but they're just kind of turning up at mm. random times and then leaving again, and you just yeah. feel a bit used. Yeah. So I can see that. I can see how you know, the the charging for something might make them feel like there's more of a yes. kind of connection. Yeah, yeah, yes. Right? Filling a hole. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. But, but I think that's one of the challenges Absolutely. that we can experience. Yeah. And it's about being really healthy communication, yeah. which is very difficult. And verbalising it. I, I I don't see you. I miss you. Because mm. that's what it is, yes. isn't it? Yeah. I'd love to hang out with you. Um, I can see you're busy this week and you're coming and going. Lovely, brilliant. You're going out with your mates. How about Saturday? Do you want to hang out? Mm-hmm. Do you want to have dinner with us on Saturday? Mm-hmm. And then put it in the diary. And yeah. then, then it's kind of, ah, oh, everyone can go, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's that those sorts of stuff. The intentional conversations, if you're going to charge because you need to charge mm-hmm. or because you yes. think it's it's important, then you really need to sit down and actually think about it beforehand. Think about what you're trying to achieve, what the budgets could be could look like. And don't just present it to them, actually discuss it with them, Mm. look at their salary and also look at ways in which you can support them in setting themselves up for the rest of their life. And, you know, that's why I've been doing this allowance for a long time with my Mm. girls, because they're very conscious of the cost of things. Mm. They understand because they've been had their own money for quite a while now. And so I'm not concerned about them living at home And not really learning some of these adult lessons no. because they 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 buy things. They, yeah, they, when they when we go shopping, they come with me and they buy the they ingredients. Will. And they were saying, "Oh my goodness, it's so expensive." Yeah. And I go, "Yeah, enjoy it yeah. because you know yeah. at some point you'll have to pay for it yourself, yeah. but you don't have to right now." It's... And maybe taking a moment to think, you know, what what do I want my home to be for? That yes, sounds a bit weird, absolutely. but what is my home? So for me, my home, I'm quite intentional with it. It's it's a safe space. Yes. It's a safe nourishing space you can come and you can go just let me know (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but it's that that's what i want and that i will prioritize that yeah i love that i think what we subconsciously all want is a relationship with our teenagers that develops into an adult relationship where we can always enjoy seeing each other yeah and there are family gatherings and things and that's the intention but the day-to-day reality sometimes doesn't end up going down that path unless mm. we're very conscious about yeah. how we're setting that home up yes. to be a warm, loving. Yeah. And within that, that doesn't mean that anything goes. Of course. Like yeah. I will call out, <laughs> yeah. every, you know, pretty much every day. But the intention is this is a safe, nourishing space. Yeah. Love that. Well, there you go. That's, there that's you the answer. <laughs> so, um, yeah, figure it out for yourself. <laughs> um, so you wouldn't charge your kids rent. Um I think if I not as a teenager, no. I think later there there are some caveats, and later, and if they had like a big job, and I felt they should contribute, yeah, then it's not a never thing. But yeah. as a teenager, probably not. No, no, as a teenager, not no. for me, t- me either. And um, I think it would very much depend on how they related to me if they started to. But it's not going to happen. I can't mm. see if they if they were treating me like a landlord, then yeah. I might 
responds and say, you know, I could be a landlord. If that's what you really yeah, want. And yeah. I know that that, that would, my daughters yeah. would go, oh, my goodness, I didn't mean no, it. No, it's a communication yes. thing. Yes, because yeah. often I'll say, do you realise you're doing this? And they yeah. go, oh, I, I had no idea. Yeah. So yeah. Actually, do you know what? My son who's gone away and has to cook for himself every day, um, his um, his his biggest thing coming back was like oh I don't have to cook for a few days but then like he was helping <laughs> that's how I feel yeah exactly exactly <laughs> duh <laughs> um, but I noticed he was helping out more because now he, he understands oh, you know he understands great. what yes. it means to do it yes. like it comes naturally we don't some of the stuff we, we don't actually have to teach have to. they feel it at some point yeah Brilliant. Great. Uh, send us your thoughts. What would you do? What uh, What do you do? Uh, we'd love to hear your ideas. Do us a little favour. Hit the follow button on your podcast player so you don't miss a thing. Come and chat with us on social media. We're ever so friendly. Yep, yeah, certainly are. Uh, get your friends to listen because the more people who do join our club, the stronger we are as a community. Susie is involved in all sorts of other things like The Nest. Yes. Which is a... Well, it's a retreat. It's a local retreat place for, for solo women. So it's a it's a beautiful, um, beautiful shepherd's hut you stay in. And then you have treatment of uh, mead, forest bathing, massage, amazing home-cooked food. It's, it's beautiful. It's a nourish... That's a proper nourishing place. You don't have to be solo. You could be a mother who's really struggling. Oh, I meant it's just one person yeah. at a time. <laughs> Nothing to do with your so relationship if it's status. All, if it's all game, this is a really good present. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's just one person it's at gorgeous. a time. gorgeous. You can follow that on, on yeah. social media as well. And she does private consultations as yes. well as going into businesses to train staff. Susie, how can people find you? They can find me on my website, which is www.amindful-life.co.uk and all my social media stuff has links on that. Fantastic. That's it for now. Back again next Wednesday. See you then. Bye-bye for now. <laughs>